Welcome to The Appeal. We give people a premier destination for in-depth hip-hop content. We decided to just step outside of our normal corporations mm. and do something together to get a little bit more raw, yeah. unfiltered, uncut, uncut ATL. First question I want to ask you is, and I don't know how often you've been asked, uh -huh. where did the part pastor come yeah. from in your name? My dad is Pastor Troy. Growing up, a preacher's kid or whatever, rap was our big conflict. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. It was being it was becoming such a big thing here, but a lot of the stuff that was affiliated with Pop just wasn't with, you know what I mean? With rap being so taboo to me, it made it so much more important. I think it made it more important to me than it was to my friends who did have access to just listen to it as they want to, you know what I mean? Just jump in the car, put it on V one oh three. I didn't have that luxury coming up. I'm in my dorm room one day, man, a dude hear me say my little rap, he's like, Pastor Troy. I looked at him, I said, man, why you call me that? He said, man, that sounds like you're a preacher when you be rapping, man. Mm. I said, man, that's a tight name. Went back to my dad and told him, man, look, I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm ready to pursue a career as a professional rapper. And they like, what? I was about to say, how did that go? You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't easy, but they respected me, man. And they knew that uh, I was going to make them proud. You know what I mean? I was going to go at it hard. They had already raised me to know that I could do anything I set my mind to. So, of course, when you get your parents' blessing, you got to make that thing happen. Right. You're like, now I got something to prove. Now I got to do it. You know what I mean? And it's a lovely thing, man. Come on. People calling my father's name all across the world now. And you definitely did that. You told a story and painted a picture mm -hmm. with your hit, um, No More Playing GA in yeah. 1999. Yeah. Still a banger. Like, yeah. I think I still hear that at every Little League football <laughs> yeah, game. That's dope, man. That's every dope. time somebody trying to get amped up when I'm feeling down, yeah. when I got some obstacles I need to face, I'm get definitely no putting that on. Because it feel like, can't nothing stop me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. then you Energy. go to uh, 2003 with Vice Versa. Yeah. So you got over 20 years yeah. in the game. To think, like, you know, you were in that studio with the dun 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 dun. <laughs> Like, yeah. did you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Even when you hear the beat, you just yeah, like, let's yeah. go. You know what? Like, did you know at the time that you were crafting something that would put you on the map, not mm -hmm. only in Georgia, but just like nationwide? One thing I didn't do was put pressure on myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I just made the music that I was happy with and let it ride out. You know what I mean? I, one thing I did about it, one thing I did was try not to date it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not just date what was going on. Just let so it can making it evergreen. Yeah, man. So it can still rock twenty years from now, man. I wasn't talking about no specific thing. Yo, this nineteen ninety nine. We doing it. You know right. what I mean? I just left it kind of mm -hmm. open, and that was very helpful for me, man. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. For those sure. songs, man. Just being in the studio from we ready. It was crazy, man. I had recorded the song, and it was just no more playing GA on the hook. When I went back into the studio, like. The last day we were in the studio, man, I added the We Ready on top of it. And I'm so glad I did. And you just added that look. We Ready. Ah. We Ready. <laughs> yeah. And that just turned it all that the way out. Splash. Yeah, that little splash. That just added that extra season that to really it. Did. You paved the way for hip hop in Atlanta. Yeah. Who were you looking up to when you were creating this unique sound? It was really more so the No Limit influence. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? No Limit was so impactful. At that time, man, it had ATL on lock. We were listening to more New Orleans music. We didn't have a real Atlanta sound, sound like that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean, man? And that was really my goal. Sometimes you got to pop outside of home yeah, yeah. before home really shows up. Yeah. Right. So do you feel like mm -hmm. you ever had that? Did you have that? And I did. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. I went to Payne College in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. It was just two hours away. Mm -hmm. But 
Atlanta at the time, Outkast was popping, Goody Mob was popping. So just being from Atlanta at the time just gave you an extra amount of respect. Being down there, they didn't have a rap scene either. Atlanta was building one up, but here you had to be really, in the, if you were with the Dungeon family at that time, mm -hmm. you were slipping. So I just took my expertise down there to Augusta, a city that didn't have much. They respected me from being there from the home of Good, Goody Mob and Outkast. Mm -hmm. And I just started putting Augusta on the map. I made my thing more about Georgia than about Atlanta. Well, you've also <laughs> been in the headlines for comments you made on social media. So when I saw the comment, I knew that there was a more in-depth conversation that needed to be had. Tell us a little bit about how everything unfolded while you mm -hmm. were watching the Grammys. You know, just watching it, man, I was just like, the thing with me, man, is that I love these, I have sons, you know what I mean? And I love these little boys dearly. And it's already difficult enough to raise them in this environment of well, everything we have going on, police brutality, the, the peer pressure, and all these different things. So just to see what feels like to me an agenda being perpetrated uh, to just kind of take away from the strong young black man, man, it's almost like they're trying to feminize us. And it's the black man that I feel like they do it too more so than anybody, the young black youth. So I look at it, I say, okay, I made those comments about Lil Nas X. They glorify the fact that he's a gay artist. I'm looking up saying, where's the 20 year old white artist that y'all glorify and put out there like that? A lot of people would, would question, you know, your your stance on, this, on the topic being your comments, and they would say that those comments are kind of homophobic. Would mm -hmm. you qualify yourself as being homophobic? Definitely not. My thing is, you want us to accept you for who you are, mm -hmm. but you don't want to accept us for who I'm not. Respect me, and I respect you. You feel me? Because I'm not going to raise my son to be gay. You're mad with me? I, can't, I don't have that right? If Lil Nas X said, I want to sit down with you, bro, as two mm. black men and really have a discussion, and you could actually have a heart-to-heart -heart conversation about how he might have taken your message, right? Because mm -hmm. it's already hard being a black man in the industry. So mm -hmm. for him to come out as a gay black man, he already has other layers of difficulties that he may be facing. Mm -hmm. If you were able to sit down with him, what type of conversation would you like to have? Oh, it's all just, like I said, man, it's all about respect. I respect who you are, respect who I'm not. You know what I mean? I don't think it can get too much clearer than that. You know what I mean? You can mm -hmm. sit up here, you can do whatever you want to do in the presence of your own home. Like, man, it's almost like a, it's almost like everything has to be acceptable in the public eye. And I don't feel like that. But some people mm -hmm. really suffer from not being able to be themselves or they fear the backlash of really being themselves wholeheartedly. So like, how do we I with issues like suicide, you know, how do we tackle yeah. that and give it, make it a safe space for everybody to be themselves and be accepted? I really don't know. Did you understand where people were coming from when they genuinely asked you like, what you mean when you said what you said? But everybody doesn't have that ability to say what they feel. Luckily, I'm black-owned, independent, man, and I can't speak on things from a perspective. And I got so much support, you know what I mean, where they're running it through the media like I was just getting beat up. I really was. 
You know what I mean? Because there were so many black people that were coming to me saying, Troy, we appreciate that. Being completely honest and transparent, mm -hmm. my mother's gay. Mm -hmm. So I've been raised around two gay women my entire life growing up. And people said that I would be gay because I saw that or I was being raised in that household. And I'm 100% heterosexual. Okay. I've been taught love the same way that you teach your children love. But I'm just saying, like, she didn't teach me how to love a man. Mm -hmm. But I still have that desire and yes I'm still learning I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that I know you know as a black woman I'm learning everybody, every day how everybody. to learn and it's okay within our own community to be like okay I disagree with you which I personally do yeah. but at the same time we can have a productive dialogue like about I it. said man yeah. if ain't nobody right ain't nobody wrong let's go back to your music what do you hope your legacy stands for just the fact that uh I was one of the originators of this whole Atlanta sound that we are having so much fun with now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like from the ad libs and stuff like that, man. I was the first person really doing that the way that I did it. And now I hear it, man. I hear songs, hear the little dudes ad libbing and stuff like that, man. I was like, man, he probably don't even know why he doing that or where he got it from. So being one of those groundbreaking artists, man, performing now. Where do you hope to see the music industry go from here? Man, it's a beautiful thing, man. Atlanta has really just took over and just ran with it man you know just coming up when i did man i was probably the second major artist signed out of atlanta solo so it was backbone his thing because he was with the dungeon family and that affiliation of course he got a deal mm -hmm. but here i am this little independent dude with no representation or nothing universal came down here and signed me to a major record deal and just having that man after having this major deal they just really said hey man there's something going on down there in Atlanta. This was 1999. Right. We haven't let up. So it's a blessing, man. Just glad to be a part of that whole movement. Say, hey, there's something going on down in that city. And you're still putting out new music, new oh, content. Yeah. Tell us about the project you've been working man, on. Man, the new project that I'm um, doing, man, of course I had to view. Rap is a safe place for me, man. You know what I mean? It gives me a chance to express myself when I can't necessarily, might, might not be able to get my words together to or might not even be in front of the people that I want to get my message to. So the rap gives me a chance to go to this place, man, share it with the world. Mm -hmm. If you hear it and you like it and respect it, enjoy. And you have a project coming out with Shawty Lowe, the late yeah. great Shawty Lowe. The Tell late great Shawty Lowe, man. Shawty Lowe was one of my best friends mm -hmm. in the industry. Uh, our kids went to private school together, man. I told him one day, I said, man, we need to come up with something to pay this tuition. <laughs> Let's come up with something. I said, I'm going to write a movie, man. He was like, make me the co-star. He was like, I said, I'm gonna make you my co-star. He was like, I'm cool, man. He had been in a, I had shot a movie before called We Was Homeboys, and he had a little small part. But for this one, he was like, yeah, man, give me a lot of lines. I really want to be a part of it. I was like, cool. Shot the movie with him, man. We got it all the way complete finished, man. Him and I went to dinner on Monday, September 19th at Papa Do's. Had us a good time kicking it had conversation that we never had before. Talked about the movie, but talked about the streets, talked about the rap game, just everything. And by Wednesday, my friend was gone. Mm. I'm so glad that I was able to have that kind of closure with him, man. We hugged and told each other we love each other as we left that Monday night. What are the top three advice you would give to upcoming artists? Number one, make sure you have a good lawyer. Number two, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, you know what I mean? And number three, be careful. Do not get yourself 
killed out here in this game showing too much for nobody. You feel me, man? Jealousy is serious down here, man. Envy is serious down here. And as I've watched a lot of these brothers over the years, man, just some of the things that I've seen, the scenarios, a lot of these brothers put themselves in the line of fire from showing this and showing that, man. You don't have to show everybody everything. everything.